NBC Sports Radio, AM 1060, KDUS Tempe, Phoenix, and KSLX HD2 Scottsdale, Phoenix. You're listening to the Casual Sports Show on NBC Sports Radio, AM 1060. This show exclusively known as the voice of the Arizona Cardinals fan club, The Bird Gang. Now with your host, Earl Burnett, a.k.a. Casual E. Bird Gang on three. One, two, three. Bird Gang. To join the conversation, dial 602-260-1060. And welcome back into the Casual House. Boy, I love coming in here to talk to the Bird Gang and to find out what's been going on through the week. And remember, Bird Gang, the casual house is the Bird Gang's house, the voice of the Bird Gang. I serve you. And so anything you got going on, Bird Gang, this is where you want to get it out at, right here on the airwaves on the AM 1060 AM NBC Sports Radio and the Casual Sports Show. All of your Bird Gang activity you got a tailgate party that you got planned and want the Bird Gang to know about, go ahead and hit us up. You know where to, we, we can get the crowd coming right to you. How about your road trip that you got planned to go up invade the opposing team stadium? Maybe you got some Bird Gang and Cardinal gear you got for sale, something you're making with the Cardinals. Or you got a bad whip ride that has Cardinal whipped up all on it that you want the whole bird game to go out and see or you just simply need tickets to a game this is where we all come and find out those things out bird gang and we figure it all out by the week's end by game time and it all gets worked out every time this is where you want to go bird gang and it's working keep telling your friends telling everybody spread the word the show, of course, is social media based. So, again, get on our two Facebook pages at Casual Sports and Earl Burnett, where most of you follow me anyway. So, hit us up at uncasual underscore E at Twitter, or you can go to our website at www.casualsports.com, where you can go read the articles we put up every week about the Cardinals and things that are going on from the Cardinals in charitable things in the community as well. Whichever way you contact us, Bird Gang, make sure that you hashtag your Bird Gang club at the end of your take so that we can know to give you the props right here on live radio. You don't have a Bird Gang club, go ahead and create a new club. But it's okay, too. You can also stay independent and no matter what, you know the saying, you know the casual house saying is, it does not matter to me if we are all Cardinal fans, we are all Bird Gang. We're going to see what we got on tap for the show today. We got the Bird Gang huddle up, of course. The casual point of view highlights of a very, very good game on Sunday. The casualties report. And we have to discuss the Jaguars and the Cardinals uh, matchup and the keys to that victory. And of course, we'll take a look at some of the Facebook sayings of what's going on from the Bird Gang, uh, their takes on that game as well. And of course, a uh, pretty strong look at the matchup for next week because it's going to be a good one. 
And we're going to do all that within this hour that we have from 8 to 9 on Mondays, the casual sports show. So we're going to go jump in the Bird Gang huddle up and let's just see which Bird Gang clubs represented in the casual house this week. Let's huddle up. Okay, Bird Gang Club, it's time to get in the Bird Gang huddle. Give me some protection right here now. We got a touchdown. Bird Gang on three. One, two, three. Bird Gang. All right, Bird Gang, all the clubs that are represented this week in the casual house and allowed the casual house and the Bird and the voice of the Bird Gang to get your, your club involved. Here are the clubs that are represented in the casual house. The Redbirds Nation, hashtag Red Sea Rising and Red Rage. The leader of that club is Dino Pena. He has over 4,000 members. Casual Sports reached out to Dino last week, and he was a part of the Bird Game callout and was raising funds for the fight against cancer. Well, it looks like the Casual House and the Bird Gang got the ball rolling for Dino, and many members donated to help the cause. Here are some of the Bird Gang that donated, including Casual Sports. Thank you to Kylie Donida, Teresa Hatch, Mandy Salas, Dale Shepard, L.A. Chinita, Julie Sanders, my boy Dar Dar, Linda Hopple, longtime Bird Gang member, Christy Flores, Brendan Goody, and many, many more that helped the cause and contributed to fighting cancer. You want to make a donation, Bird Gang? Go to www.no-shave.org. www.no-shave.org. This is the voice, and it looks like the voice is working for you, Bird Gang. Here's the proof right here. Good job, guys, for coming out and helping Dino Pena get that done. Next, we got the AZ Bird Gang fam representing every week in wrapping cars, Bird Gang. You want to go look at the super fan cars? Here's where it's being done at the AZ Bird Gang fam. They're the best in the biz. Go check out their work on Facebook. It's amazing. Cars look great with Cardinal logos all over the place. I may look at that myself. But uh, you go ahead and go to AZ Bird Gang Fam and check out all the showroom they have wrapped of Cardinal Rides. Next, we got this. The Bird Gang Fam also, Valentin Flores, has expanded his Bird Gang Club, AZ Bird Gang Fam. It is now an exclusive club now. Get in touch with Valentin Flores for all the details. Going to be an exciting offseason and an exciting next season that he has available for all the Bird Gang followers and members. You don't want to miss out on that. My boy Valentin Flores knows how to put a party together. So many benefits and for membership. So check him out at AZ Bird Gang fam, Valentin Flores. Then we got Debbie Napolitan and McCullum from Facebook today wants to give her tickets for sale for the Rams game, Bird Gang. Go ahead and give her a shout out on Facebook. Debbie Napoleon McCallum. She is on Facebook to sell those tickets to you. She wants you to hit her up on Messenger. Then we got another Bird Gang member, Nevaya Perez. Nevaya Perez added a post about the Cyber Monday. Still time, Bird Gang, to get that 10% off of that jersey, your favorite Cardinal jersey. Go to www.fanwish.com. 
Arizona Cardinals. That's slash Arizona Cardinals. Get your jersey tonight, 10% off. Then my boy, my main guy in the Bird Gang, BG Zorro has got a super, the super Bird Gang fan mascot has started his own Bird Gang club. It's called BG Zorro Fan Page. Already 2,000 members strong. Love what you're doing out there, bro. Go ahead and build that brand. You want to follow the super fan mascot, BG Zorro? Catch him on Facebook. BG Zorro fan page. And go also catch his wild get up at the stadium. And the Bird Gang wants to give all, thank you for Bird Gang for all the wonderful Thanksgiving wishes from the casual house to your house. Happy Thanksgiving and happy holidays for the rest of this year. And we're going to go ahead and break this huddle. Those are all the Bird Gang clubs that represented in the casual house. Let's break the huddle, Bird Gang. Bird Gang on three. One, two, three. Woo. That was a lot of information and a lot of things good going on in the Bird Gang community. Um, loving, loving, loving what everybody did for Dino. And um, you can still donate. So don't, don't think that it's all over. He hit the goal, but you can still donate tonight www.no-shave.org. So good job, Bird Gang. And it goes to show you that the casual house is your voice, and that is no lie. It is exactly that. So Dino reached out, and we reached out to him. Anything you got going on out there, Bird Gang, we are here for you. So a lot of things went down on Sunday. We got a lot to cover in that game that went on. I mean, so many things that we can talk about. Um, keys to the win. We're going to talk about Gabbard's performance. We're going to talk about the defense's performance. Going to talk about a little bit of Adrian Peterson's performance. And an old friend we're going to talk about, uh, Calais Campbell's performance. Yes, we know that he is a Jacksonville Jaguar, but he is still bird gang in some ways. Um, the stadium was kind of mixed. They had, they had uh, posters and everything out saying, this is still your home. And so he, he, he felt that home and he made himself at home as, as well on the field. So we got a lot to talk about on that as well. Going to give you some key numbers. I'm going to throw those numbers out right now, but we will explain them later. Uh, the numbers, 163. You tell me what you think that means. Of course, the next numbers are 34, 42, 48, 57. Everybody knows what that is. In the next number, 97.2, and then 112. We're going to explain those numbers later, so you want to catch that. Uh, and don't miss that because that was some pretty good numbers that, uh, that made the outcome of that game interesting. And so we're going to go ahead and uh, get ready for the next segment. You guys go ahead. This is the Casual Sports Show, 1060 AM. You go ahead and stick around. We're going to take a little break, but we'll be back in a while, so uh, don't nobody go nowhere. Catch the combination sports show of Real Hockey Talk and Breakthrough Sports Saturdays starting at noon right here on NBC Sports Radio AM 1060. It's now time to jump back into the action with Earl Burnett, a.k.a. Casual E, on the Casual Sports Show on NBC Sports Radio AM 1060. To be a part of the show, call and interact at 602-260-1060. I'm checking out Facebook right now, and 
We got a reaction to the Bird Gang huddle up, and Joanne Rivera already responded for those tickets that Debbie was trying to sell. So I'm going to hit them up together, match them up on Messenger. And this is how it works, Bird Gang. Things go out, the voice speaks for you, and it gets things done for the Bird Gang. And that was pretty simple, a simple transaction about to go down for some tickets for fellow Bird Gang members. So go ahead and hit us up on Facebook, and don't forget, to hashtag your club and come into the casual house and get what you need to the bird game. We got a wonderful game that went down on Sunday of victory after two straight losses. So let's jump right into these highlights and uh, let's see what happened in that game. You ready for this? Have you ever seen anything like this? It's now time for the Redbirds highlights of the week. University of Phoenix Stadium, otherwise known as the Red Sea, started to make a mark of being one of the tough places to play for opponents. Could the Cards use that advantage against the number one defense, the Jacksonville Jaguars? First quarter defense was stout versus the Phenom running back, Leonard Fournette, and they got a three and out on the opening drive. The defense first, the offense's first possession went nine plays, 51 yards but came up short on a third down and a 34-yard field Dawson field goal, and the Cards would lead three to nothing. The second quarter would be more of the Cards' defense led by Chandler Jones, who looked like the ghost rider with his hair on fire, turning the corner, getting to the passer, causing two tackles for loss and two sacks in the quarter alone. He would finish with six tackles for loss and those same two sacks on the day. Later, a Dansby fumble recovery would set up another Phil Dawson field goal from 42 yards, and the Cards would lead six to nothing. Special teams having a better day, along with Dawson making field goals. Kerwin Williams hits a 21-yard punt return to set up the Cards' first touchdown. is making a name for himself as the Redbirds take a commanding 13 to nothing lead. Then the team, both on both sides of the ball, seemed to have fallen asleep as they allowed the Jack Jaguars to have an opportunity to hang around in the game. The offense, offense got stagnant with penalties and punts, and the defense gave up the halftime uh, drive field goal and at halftime, the Cards led it 13-3. to The third quarter began the same way the first quarter began as the Cardinals drive down but stalled and got a 48-yard field goal from Phil Dawson and extended the lead 16-3. to But the Jags would answer from their surprise running game on the day as the Birds stopped Fournette all day. But Blake Bortles took on the running duties and gashed the cars for four plays on that first drive in the third quarter. And that ended with a Blake Bortles goal line run and brings the Jags within six, 16 to 10. The score would hold there through the third. And as the fourth quarter would start, it would look like a boxing match of trading blows. As the Cardinals ex 
Cardinal Calais Campbell would make his mark on the game and make himself right at home where he used to do such plays. Gabbard from the shotgun. Well protected. And now the football comes loose. They've got it. It's Calais Campbell. And he's into the end zone. And the former Cardinal coming back home with a monstrous play for the Jaguars. The crowd was with mixed emotions as the beloved Campbell would shock the crowd, get a touchdown, and the stadium went quiet, and the Jaguars took a 17-16 lead and the momentum. But hold on, says Blaine Gabbert. He made it clear, I'm playing for my old, against my old team as well. And he responded with a big play against Calais Campbell and took back command of the game. First and 10, Gabbert. Thanks to hand off action. Campbell giving chase. Gabbert has his man. He's open. He's getting it into the end zone. It's Jerome Brown for the touchdown. 52 yards from Gabbert. Wow, 52-yard bomb from Gabbert. Cardinals go back ahead 22 to 17 and would get the two-point conversion from Fitz and would go up 24-17 with about nine minutes to go. When it looked like the Redbirds had the game in their hands, the Jags would punch back with a stunning 68-yard kick return on the ensuing kickoff. And another Blake Bortles touchdown of 17 yards out, and the game was all of a sudden tied at 24. Fourth quarter turnover woes continue for the Arizona Cardinals as Blaine Gabbert stared down a receiver and safety Barry Church would take advantage and get the pick with under three with about three minutes left in the game and it was starting to look like another Cardinal loss. But the Redbirds defense was resilient and rose to the occasion as Honey Badger looked like himself all game long stepped up and got the pick and the ball back to the Redbirds. Then the number one defense makes its own stand and it put Bruce Arians in a familiar place, forcing him to make another game-deciding decision on fourth and one. B.A. would fight back the urge to go for it and punt it, leaving about a minute and a half left for the Jags deep in their own territory. Help from the Jags' bad clock management and defense stands and forces a punt. Then in crunch time, Blaine Gabbard makes two of his best throws of the day to the sideline with six seconds left and the old man Dawson to ice the game. This will be from 57 yards out. Justin Drescher is the snapper, Anthony Lee the holder. This one is on target, and it is good. One second left as Dawson has kicked Arizona in front. Longest field goal of his 19-year career. Perfect four for four. Dawson gives the Cardinals the win, 27 to 24. And Arian said it later, don't write us off yet. But to be on the realistic side, to make any noise, let's do another performance like that next week against the division, the division leading Rams. By the way, the Redbirds owe them a beatdown for that beatdown in London. And that's your highlights from a casual point of view. Woof. We're going to get ahead and go ahead and do this uh, casualties report from the game. It's now time for the casualties report. Oh, I'm hurt. 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 Oh, I'm hurt.
that was one heck of a game. But we did lose some people in that game as well. And, of course, we had Dayon Buchanan go down with the same ankle injury that he had before. Uh, the MRI uh, they did earlier today, um, and we don't have any more uh, information on it yet. But I'm pr- pretty sure Bruce Arians will give us that information tomorrow morning. But um, hopefully Dayon just kind of tweaked it and just, just need a little more, a little rest, you know, Hopefully it's not to be out again and have surgery and all that all over again because that would be bad. Then uh, Curran Williams got hurt during the game with a rib injury. He got banged up on a kick return or punt return, and he came out of the game after uh, a while and didn't return. So hopefully he is okay. And it was reported that Ricky Seals-Jones had taken was taken into the locker room to be evaluated. I'm not sure... I don't see anything that he's on the injury report, but I heard on Twitter that it was reported that he had went into the locker room. Uh, I'm guessing they wanted to check him out for that, maybe to be concussed probably because he had a big collision with uh, Telvon Smith of the uh, Jaguars linebacker. He had a big collision in there. So, and they hit helmets. So maybe they wanted to look at that and see if he was okay to go from there. But, um, other than that, uh, I'm pretty sure they're going to be some knickknacks. People beat up here and there, but we came out of the game um, okay. But again, we've got to wait on Dayon Buchanan, and hopefully he will be okay. And um, and that's the uh, casualties report. So everything's so far so good, looking good to go into the Rams game. Hopefully, we can be at full strength. Uh, Hopefully, Dayon can be with us as well. But if not, I'm pretty sure that we know this Ram team pretty good to be able to fill that spot. So, we got some keys to the win. Major keys to the win coming up next. We're going to talk about, uh, you go ahead and hit us up on Facebook at Earl Burnett or at Casual Sports or on Twitter at Casual underscore E. And anything you want to talk about, anything you want to have to say, a take on the Cardinal game, you go ahead and post it right there on Facebook or go to our website at www.casualsports.com. You're listening to the Casual Sports Show on 1060 AM, NBC Sports Radio. You hang around. We'll be right back. FRS Slam Radio, your home for everything wrestling. Hosted by Chris Schuber and Jamie Eisner from 7 to 9 AM on NBC Sports Radio, AM 1060. We now return to the Casual Sports Show on NBC Sports Radio AM 1060 with your host, Casual E. Welcome back into the Casual Houseburg gang. You know, um, the, the game on Sunday went exactly the way I predicted it last week. I'm not the type of person that toot my own horn, but it went exactly the way that I said it would go last week, and you don't have to take my word for it. Go ahead and play it back. You'll hear it. But I said run and stop the run will open up big plays. That's exactly what took place in that game. That's exactly what happened. I mean, we didn't run um, over 100 yards that I thought we would get, but Adrian Peterson did put up 79 yards, and that was enough to – kind of beat that defense up enough to keep it honest and keep everything um, to, to where the open up the big play could open up. So 
it went exactly that way. And uh, 20 carries for 79 yards, not super great, but it's efficient. And it set up the big plays that you saw in the game with the touchdown on uh, uh, for Ricky Seals and, of course, the 52-yard bomb to Brown. And, of course, a lot of other Gabbard throws that he made in that game that were down the field throws that were opened up because of the honest keeping of the running game. Uh, they stopped the run, like I said, stopped the run, and Fournette did not make any impact on that game, and that was the key to really the key to the game. The Cardinal defense was 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 on fire, and they were not going to let Fournette take over that game. He only had 12 carries for 25 yards, and that's that that was not anything to make any damage against the Cardinals. Blake Bortles was pretty much their running game, and they, he he surprised us. So six, six carries for 62 yards and two touchdowns as a runner so it's like okay well we got ran on but by the quarterback but the, the running back did not did not uh do what he was projected to do because he usually is uh somewhere in 100 810 yards per per game something like that and he he came here today and only got 20 I mean, on sunday and got 25 yards so that defense was geared and 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 revved up by the ghost rider Chandler Jones. I mean, I'm going to start calling him the Ghost Rider, and I'm going to see if I can get my boy Mike to go ahead and make a picture of that with Chandler Jones with fire coming off the back of his head because that's exactly what he looked like going after that quarterback. He was unstoppable. Six tackles, five for loss. Most of those are on uh, on Fournette. And then, uh, of course, the sacks he got that were key in the game. So he was the key to stopping the run. He looked like he was two people out there. He was just everywhere. In fact, he busted through double teams to get to the quarterback and to stop the run. So that was one heck of a signing. I mean, that was one perfect signing by Steve Kime to go ahead and get him long-term and not franchise tag him. And um, hopefully he can continue that because that's going to be key to most of their games, like he said earlier in, in, a, in a take, he said something about that he would hope that this would, would be a uh, chain reaction to the rest of the season, and hopefully that's the case because he was on fire. And then Coach Bruce Arians coached that game in a very conventional way, by the book type of way, with hardly no risk involved. And I know it was tough for him to do, but later after that game, he talked about Phil Dawson's Clutch kicking. Bruceians. Slow news day. Got the kicker in here. <laughs> you know, but I've had a few long attempts before in my career, and a mistake I've made is try to try to hop on it and and uh, hit it too hard. So I was really trying to focus on uh, just hit it smooth, get it on get it online, and uh, trust you know the Arizona Dome that that ball. Will, track and it did I don't I don't know how much cleared by I got I uh, wasn't able to see it but uh, felt pretty good coming off my foot you know with this win I hope it gives us a snowball effect honestly you know, you know late in this get late in the season uh, the season isn't going how we want it but it's not over so hopefully this win can give us some momentum for the rest of the season I feel like that called our defense out a little bit and, it, and that competitive nature in us it made us step up for sure yeah, that was Phil Dawson and Chandler Jones after the game. And Phil was taking us through how he made that 57-yard kick in the clutch time. And um, 
Bruce Arians gave us some sound bites as well. I'll play in a minute here, though, but I just wanted to look at another thing. We're going to get to Gabbard in a minute, but Bruce Arians, I'm pretty sure it was really hard for him to to not go for it on that fourth and one at his own 50 or so yard line. Uh, it had to be tough, and he did say that in his press conference. Here's Bruce Arians in his press conference. Safety read his eyes. He was just there a little bit too long, but he was to the right guy versus that coverage. You just got to see that safety. Uh, obviously, he adds a lot with his mobility, um, getting those first downs in, in that critical drive. Um, yes, I thought about going for it on fourth down. <laughs> it was real hard not to, but uh, basically felt like we'd punt him down there and get that ball somewhere near where we got it and have a chance to take those plays that we practice every week since OTAs, those end-of-the-game plays, and see if we could get Phil a shot, and, uh, and he delivered. He sure did. The whole time I was like, wow, 57 yards. He actually hit 57. As you see during that game, the kicks were going higher and higher, 34, 42, 48, 57. I'm like, and he made every last one of them right dead center. So he found his groove back. And that's a good thing going forward because there's going to be a lot of close games coming down this stretch that's going to be field goal oriented. And that takes me to those numbers that I were talking about earlier in the show, 163. That stood for the Jaguars averaging 163 yards rushing and the Cardinals put a stop to that. They didn't get nowhere near that average. And then, of course, the 34, 42, 48, and 57 were all of Phil Dawson's field goals, all keys to the game. And 97.2 was the cards being ninth and stopping the run, and they were right at their average, holding the Jaguars to only 91 yards. So they were under their average by a f- pretty good distance. And the 1 and 12, of course, 1 of 12, they allowed, they only allowed the Jacksonville Jaguars to convert 1 of 12 on third down. That is huge. That's pretty much your ball game right there. So good job for the Cardinal defense. Um, Next, we're going to get into Blaine Gabbert. And I know all of the hype has started and all the critiquing has started and everybody has an opinion, and that's okay because that's what we, in sports, that's what we all do. But uh, in my opinion as well, I'm going to give you my opinion, and I'm, I'm, I'm taking the bait. Uh, I think this guy is, Blaine Gabbert is the real deal in my eyes because there's one thing that a lot of people are missing that I – been paying attention to and listening to a lot of radio today and yesterday. Everybody's talking about his fourth quarters and he needs to do this, he needs to do that. But everybody missed one thing, and that's he was playing against the number one defense. That says a lot to me. And he won the game in the clutch. And at the same time, went through a little bit of adversity and stood in there and came right back and finished the game. So that is the making of a starting quarterback in my eyes. Maybe not one of the top starting quarterbacks in the league, the top 5'10 or 5'6'7", but nonetheless, he's a starting quarterback in my eyes. Technically, they got him as the third-string quarterback, but he is not a third-string quarterback. You look at it. Give it the eye test, and that's what I was giving it on tape. The eye test says he could run this offense, if not adding an element to make it better than how Carson runs it, but he has 
I mean, he's getting better and better each game. So he looks, the eye test says he's the real deal. And I, I another com- commending of Steve Kine for making that signing, which threw everybody off. Like, what the heck was that? But here we are. It's coming to fruition that Blaine Gabbert is actually playing like the number 10 pick that he was in the draft. And it, it, it looks great. He doesn't have to be superstar uh starting quarterback he's not Aaron Rodgers he's not Brady he's not you know those guys that are on that caliber but he's good enough good enough in Bruce Arian's system to where the ball is moving it's not it's not I mean they had their times where they went there three and out and he was trying to guide the ball and not make that mistake but then you can also see the times when he just let it rip and just say let's roll and he he knows Bruce is in his ear saying let it rip I'm pretty sure so he he's he's he looks the part, and if he can play the way he's been playing, and you saw it how it looks on tape. If the defense comes and plays the way they play, we get just enough from in our running game, and this is what our quarterback can do. Now, there are some things he needs to work on, of course, and who doesn't need anything to work on? Um, he went twenty-two of thirty-eight for two hundred forty-one yards, two touchdowns, and one eye, one pick. The pick, of course, he stared down his receiver, and. That'll get you an interception pretty much most of the time. If you're late and you're staring that receiver down, it's going to get you a pick, and that's what happened in the middle of the field. So, but other than that, I mean, there was a point in time in this in that football game where I looked on tape where he could have thrown four interceptions, but the location of the ball where he was throwing it had receivers that were undecided or where they were supposed to go. Like Gresham was supposed to continue to keep running, and he threw it right to a, a linebacker or. It was right in the hands of them, and there two guys tugging for the ball to see if they could catch it, and then one was just inaccurate to Fitz. But he could have had four picks in that game. But um, luckily, he throws the ball hard enough; these guys can't catch it. But still, the eye test says he's a starting quarterback, and so he starts games pretty strong, and he has to kind of learn how to stay strong in the moment and not let the pressure moment force him to make mistakes. And that happens to every quarterback, depending on what the rush is doing, depending on what the other team's scheme is. It all it all has something to do with it. But still, that's part of the game. You can't expect him to come in there and play a perfect, perfect, sound, no-mistake game. That's, that's, that's not going to happen. But the eye test, that's a starting quarterback. Maybe tier two starting quarterback. So... I think the Cardinals will do themselves really good to go ahead and hang on to Blaine, Blaine Gabbard, even if they pick up a number one pick uh, or number one uh, draft pick next year. You want to hold on to this guy in case Palmer go ahead and goes ahead and calls it quits. So his the two throws that he did to uh, Foster, I mean, uh, yeah, to DJ Foster and uh, Williams in the end of that game were brilliant. So, um, what do you think, Bergan? You let me know on Facebook. I'm pretty sure I've been reading them all week long, but you keep on letting me know what you think about Blaine Gabbert being the starting quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals going into next year. Should he get a fair shot and go up against Carson, or should the Cardinals go ahead and make the decision and say, Carson, thank you, but we don't need you anymore? We'll see what happens, Bergan. Casual Sports Show, 1060 a.m.
The Detroit Lions head to Baltimore to take on the Ravens this Sunday. Pre-game starts at 10.30, followed by kickoff at 11, here on NBC Sports Radio, AM 1060. It's time to get back in the action with your host, Earl Burnett, a.k.a. Casual E, on the Casual Sports Show on NBC Sports Radio AM 1060. If you'd like to join the show, give us a call, 602-260-1060. Hit us up on Facebook, Earl Burnett, or at Casual Sports. A lot of key things happening in the Sunday's game, and I I have seven key things that that I, I, I mean, I just loved what happened in this game. And um, the first thing is from the tight end position, the Cardinals always had issues with having a good tight end. And this kid, Ricky Seals-Jones, just for two games has looked like an all-star tight end. I mean, he reminded me a little bit of uh, Martellus Bennett. I mean, he just looks the part of a star, and it's like, that's on our team. It's like, wow, we, we haven't seen that here in forever. Never, actually, since I've been a Cardinal fan. So to see this kid do what he's doing is amazing. He, he had, uh, I mean, for the last two games, seven catches, three for touchdowns, 126 yards in three games. That is, that's like, that's superstar uh, numbers. So hopefully he can keep that up because the Cardinals could really, really, really use that position to be dominant. And um, the next thing I want to look at is the DBs in that game were phenomenal. I mean, our, our secondary stopped the, the deep, stopped the deep ball really good for the first time all year. For the first time all season, the deep ball did not beat us. They didn't complete one deep ball down the field as far as the bomb going over our over going over the top. Matt, Tyron Matthew, uh Tremont Williams, these guys were all over the receivers and did not allow the deep ball, especially the one in the first uh, half when Ty recovered and stopped one. It almost could have been a caught down inside the ten yard line. And he he was playing like the old honey badger and stopped that. So the DBs, much, much props to the DBs in that game. Also, the special teams, the next note, the special teams uh, for the first time in two years played consistent together all at the same time in one game. That was almost a miracle uh, compared to what we have been seeing the last two years. We had Andy Lee killing it, putting that ball inside the 10-yard line for the last two games. Um, Of course, Phil Dawson has made seven in a row with the exception of a blocked extra point, but he had field goal-wise seven straight field goals. And, of course, we're starting to get a few yards in the return game. So Peterson hit hit a 21-yarder, and Kerwin Williams hit a 21-yarder. So the special teams starting to kind of come together now. So that has been a really, really good eye-opening, really refreshing eye-opening thing for me to see that finally let's just hope they keep it up. And then the next note that I want to look at is the offensive line and the defensive line both controlled that game. When was the last time that the offensive line of the Cardinals or the defensive line of the Cardinals controlled a game in the trenches? They stopped a run, and they did not get run on. That, that, was, that, was, that was key to the game, and I'm so 
proud to see these guys, you know, tough it out. Even being a patched work offensive line, they still, they still put it together and say, this is football. This is man against man, and let's just man up. And, you know, they, they did the job and helped uh, Gabbert to stay up upright. So kudos to the offensive line and defensive line controlling that game. And in another note, the Badger is doing looking like himself again, at least starting to. One pick, the, the breakup on the bomb, four tackles, and boy, was he blitzing all over the place in that game. He looked like the disruptive Badger that we've seen his rookie year back when he, you know, when we first got him. So hopefully he can maintain that confidence and see himself doing what he's doing and stay confident in what he's doing. Because now I saw him, I saw him on instinct react instead of trying to figure it out and reacting late. He was on instinct. And when he got that pick, the pick was on pure instinct that he, he read a play, did something outside the box that he wasn't supposed to do on the play and just said, look, I'm a ball hawk. I'm going to get the ball. And that's where he's been all his career in college. And that's where he's been as a, as a Cardinal. And he's getting back to that point. And if he can get to that point and stay at that point, man, sky is the limit. Then that'll put the Cardinals in a position to have to keep both Buddha and him back there and find a way to keep Ty happy and keep him here. So, Let's hope that's the case, Bird Gang, because I will. I don't. I would hate to see Ty, you know, have to reconstruct his contract or whatever it is, and end up not being here. So let's let's hope that that's not the case. And then uh, the last thing I wanted to look at was the wide receivers. It was the only downer in this game. The wide receivers, uh, apart from Fitzgerald, who was taken out of the game because Jalen Ramsey. I told you guys last week these two corners were very. Very good. And so Fitz was taken out of the game. Three catches for 12 yards. He had one catch for 16 and lost four on another play. So he ended up with three catches for 12 yards. And Jalen Ramsey was all over him in that game. So other receivers need to step up and pick up the slack. And they were not able to do it. And that was the only disconcerting thing. And you look at it, you go, wow. We're in trouble if Fitz gets shut down. Thank goodness for Ricky uh, Seals Jones and um, and and, uh, and Gresham and the other tight ends that are that are kind of pitching in and making it all a, a group thing. And the running backs out of the backfield, they even made Adrian Peterson catch four balls out of the backfield. So I mean, thank goodness that we have that element and the element of Gabbard being able to run really helped. But these receivers need to get separation. They need to get, they need to get their routes down. They need to get get going because, wow, they've been here a long period of time right now. And it's like without Fitz, where is our number two? We don't even have a number two. The other guys behind them, Jerron Brown and 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 John Brown and JJ Nelson, these guys are starting to look like three receivers, number three receivers. So. I mean, Jerron Brown stepped up yesterday, got that big catch down the field, but, I mean, we need that on a consistent basis and knowing that when Fitz is getting locked up that we have other receivers that are going to step up and pick up the slack, and we, so far, we don't have that yet. Uh, maybe we have it, just not healthy. We we have it and it just haven't picked up on the offense, but that should be, they should already have this offense. But I don't know if it's a confidence thing or whatever it may be, but it's, we, we need to get somebody in there that's going to do the job. Chad Williams did okay. 
for a rookie, you know, learning the, the, the system still. He didn't look lost as he looked when he first started, so perhaps he can be that other go-to guy that would help us in, the, in that when Fitz gets locked up because next week he's going to be locked up again. And uh, that takes us to the matchup next week. It's pretty much the Rams. It's a division game. What else could we? What else is going to go on other than a knockdown, drag out, defensive struggle again? But yet the Cardinals are going to be holding to a little bit of revenge and a little bit of anger going into this game. And I'm hoping they can channel that in the right way and don't overdo it and try to do too much and end up, you know, giving up big plays or doing something that's out of, you know, uh, you know, out of the ordinary that, that would give the Rams an advantage. Keep channel that stuff inside and play with the same passion that they've been playing with in this Jaguars game and bring it to that game and we should be okay. It should be a battle of field goals again. It should be a battle of stopping the run. And of course, uh the Rams are uh pretty good. 379 yards they're averaging a game and they're second behind the Eagles in, in total points, 329. So they rush. Uh, Todd Gurley's averaging about 72.8 yards uh, per game. And um, they're going to be tough, a tough task. But a divisional game, which is throw the records out, throw out whatever happened in the last game, it's, it's pretty much head-to-head and let's see what happens. So the Cardinals will go in, be at home. We have the home field advantage. And let's hope we can stop these Rams from coming in here and taking a real command of the uh, division. You pull the six and six, and you've got a slim chance of getting in the playoffs. So that would be an eye-opener if Gabbert goes in here and wins another game. And now everybody will start thinking, oh, wow, we're we're a playoff team almost. So let's hope we can pull that off and uh, limit Gurley under 100. Uh, I know we may not do it as good as we did in this game, but because Gurley is a part of their offense, passing the ball as well. So uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, I think I'll try to be in attendance of that game because it's going to be a real fun one to watch. But again, Bird Gang, you want to be part of this show, you got to take, you want to give us, again, go to Facebook. Don't forget to hashtag your bird gang club. Don't forget anything you got going on in the bird gang. I don't care what it is. I serve you. This is your voice. Get it out to the bird gang. You got a take you want to put on there about the Cardinals, a player, anything it is. Go ahead and hit us up on Casual Sports or Earl Burnett on Facebook. Thanks again, Bird Gang, and you're you're listening to the Casual Show. We'll catch you next week. Love you, man.